Angela. Hi. I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes. A true crime podcast. Okay, so let's talk about the downfall of Jim Jones. We already painted a picture of how wonderful he is and how wonderful the People's Temple is and how we would probably join it because it's so freaking cool and they're just getting stuff done. But then some bad stuff happens. <laughs> it gets a little twisty. It gets really bad. Okay. <laughs> so in 1977, Jones is accused of being abusive and corrupt. And there are a lot of fears about the group from family members of fam- of members of the group. Okay. Yeah. So like people who are in the group, their families are like, this is not they're like, this a is good a cult. idea. <laughs> Literally. They're like, this is a cult. Yeah. And other, and the people in the group, you know, obviously don't see it that way. Of course not. So in true cult leader fashion, <laughs> Jim Jones is like, no, these are my people. <laughs> no. And you don't understand us. And you're going to retaliate against us. So we're taking our toys and leaving. Oh, my God. <laughs> As a child, like a child would do. That's hilarious. So he moves about a thousand of his followers and himself to a plot of land in Guyana, South America. Hmm, that's where, even more culty. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to move to a plot of land. <laughs> in a random country. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, the reason they moved to Guyana is because they had a socialist regime. Ooh, neat. So they were like, oh, these people will totally be fine with us. Awesome. And like they won't question us. And then also probably, like I was saying earlier, maybe that liberation theology stuff. Maybe they were into that because that was really popular in South America. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, though. So they move to Guyana and establish the People's Temple Agricultural Project, which in other words is a commune called Jonestown. Yep. Yep. And this is where everything gets super awful. So some members literally describe Jonestown as a prison camp. And the the idea was that everyone would work to sustain Jonestown and then everyone would live there happily. But the working conditions were not fair and equal as promised. And there were really low resources because they shoved like a thousand people onto a relatively small plot of land that was definitely not fit to provide for that many people. Like it was a it was a big piece of land, but not for a thousand people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like hungry and there just wasn't enough resources. That sounds terrible. And then this happened. <laughs> While people worked all day, other people were basically like People that were basically like higher up in the temple, which you shouldn't have that in a socialist group, no. <laughs> were walking around reading Jim Jones' writings on through megaphones. So there was like no escaping his teachings, like ever. Oh my god! And we wonder why people did what he said. Yes, like exactly. They were brainwashed, literally, one thousand every day. Yes, one thousand percent of the time, it's just Jim Jones. And his ideas in your ear. Yeah, that can be a complete. Yeah, I mean, once if you don't hear any anything else about it, like anything to counteract what they're saying, and you're constantly barraged by it, you're just gonna be like, okay, right. And then a lot of the members of the People's Temple were children, so they were born into the People's Temple, so they mm. actually didn't have a chance to learn anything else. That's so interesting. You said that because I talked about the children that that Christ would preach to. Yeah. He would always like he would bring children up to him all the time. He was surrounded by children. 
because they are, as we have mentioned so many times, children are the easiest to sort of, yeah, not really manipulate, but like, well, yeah, manipulate, manipulate <laughs> in a way. I don't want to say that Christ is a complete manipulator, um, but because his teachings are a little bit different than what Jonestown people are being taught, but um, just like they're easier to bring around to these teachings because they haven't heard much so they're like the first thing that they listen to is going to be like oh that's a cool idea and then latch onto that right and if no one's presenting you with anything else there's no way that you're gonna know anything else exactly so you're just surrounded by it constantly and you're on a tiny little plot of land in an already socialistic country so you're just gonna immediately be like this is what socialism is, or, when in reality it's not. Yeah, they didn't last very long on this plot of land, so most of the kids were actually born in California okay. and brought to Jonestown, but nonetheless, they were born into it. I mean, you were, Pretty much. not to compare again, but no, you but were- like, yeah, I was a cradle Catholic. You were born into Catholicism. You were taken to a Catholic school. You you know, like, what else, mm-hmm. what else are you going to know until yeah. you get out of that environment and learn other things? Yep. The minute Which I is hit literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the real world? <laughs> what? <laughs> Not to compare, but you did say earlier. No, it's very similar. Tell them what you told me earlier. Religion is a cult. Yeah, in general. <laughs> so, <laughs> organized religion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this goes on for a while. And then a family member sues for custody of one of the children in Jonestown and they win. So this makes Jim Jones like really paranoid. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he suffered from literal paranoia, like the mental health problem, Uh because he gets very paranoid. Mm, He's like Stalin. Stalin had a paranoia disorder. Really? Yeah, that's why he created the Iron Curtain, because he was so terrified that Germany was going to rise up again because they killed so many Russians. Okay, Stalin killed a lot of Russians himself. Like, that was his fault. But he was so worried about Germany, which is why he sequestered everything else. Like, he cut all of East Eastern Europe off because he was so paranoid about that. And people believed him because he was the leader. Well, so, yeah. that's literally what happens here, too. Mm, Stalin he and makes, Jim Jones are the same yeah. person. <laughs> Jim Jones makes his own version of the Iron Curtain, <laughs> which is arming the camp. Mm-hmm. So volunteers would guard the perimeter with guns and machetes. Yikes. Guns and machetes. That's that's a lot. That's just like, <laughs> that just shows they're like, we will be violent. Yeah. A machete a machete. a machete. I don't know. That's like, that is a, that's an aggressive tool. Yeah. This is like supposed to be a paradise. Like people use the word paradise to describe Jonestown where everyone's going to practice socialism and mm-hmm. live in equality and like peace be out America. Thing. You guys suck. We're going to go make our own place and it's going to be better. But now there's guns and machetes. Yeah. It's like, this is not what was promised. And people are like, what the heck? Like, Jim what? Jones? <laughs> like, what the sir. Heck? Excuse me, sir. I feel a lot of aggression from you right now. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so things get worse from here. <laughs> um, worse Jim, than the machete. Worse than the machete. Awesome. Jim Jones starts these things called White Nights, where they would practice committing mass suicide, but they didn't actually know if it was practice or not. So it was like a way of pledging your loyalty to Jim Jones and the People's Temple because you would like take 
like a dr- Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and you didn't actually know if it was if it was poisoned. poisoned. But people would do it to be like, I'm loyal to you, our no. leader. <laughs> nah. So it was total manipulation, and he called it dying for the cause. But at this okay. point, it's kind of like, what was the cause? I was just going to say that. <laughs> what, like, what's that what cause again? Equality? Because there's not That's any not what equality. This is. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, honestly, nothing that he has advocated for in the past is being implemented right now. So no. there is no cause whatsoever. It's just kind of like, let's all die together for no reason. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, those poor people. It just really makes me feel for them because I just want to know what was going on in their brains, like why they were thinking this and like why they thought that this was a cause when in reality they were in this false paradise. Right. So unfortunate. You can read a lot about that. There are members who have gotten out or members who like weren't there the day that it something happens, like that they were just like conveniently not there who right. lived and a lot of people are outspoken about it especially his son Jim Jones Jr mm-hmm. whose name is still Jim Jones Jr he mm. was one of his adopted sons and he was like off the camp that day doing something for the people's temple right so, so he, he wasn't around for that yeah luckily it's just like a you know pure coincidence yeah. No, it really was, I think, because I don't oh, think... Oh, it was actually sheer luck? It wasn't it, like it a It really was. Thing. Yeah, I'm not being... Oh, I, Claire was, I thought you were being facetious. I was like, she's like, luckily, quote unquote. <laughs> My voice just sounds just sarcastic all the time. It's not. I was being serious. Um, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because what happened on the day that we're going to talk about, I don't really think was... Could have been... Pre- or it, not, it could have been prevented. That's not what I meant to say. Like, it could, could not have been expected. No. Yeah. Maybe a little, but not really. It's it's pretty shocking. It's yes. pretty shocking. So, and I think that kind of what was going on with Jim Jones himself, and this is why I'm like so sad that it ended this way because what he fought for initially was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Is that he was just a very, I think that he was just very passionate about mm-hmm. social justice and equality. That he that like his extreme passion combined with power. Combined yeah. with like a group of almost a thousand people who were like, I will do whatever you want me to do, mm-hmm. created this monster. And oh, I absolutely and it 100%. sucks because I think that he started out with really great intentions. So it's I just mean, a yeah. bummer. Yeah, it is kind of sad. So luckily, there were some people who realized it was manipulation and they actually did escape. So members were stuck at the camp unless they had an approved assignment what they called it to leave okay which would be like something that you were doing on behalf of the people's temple so when they moved to Guyana they did become pretty like we're just like our little group here yeah but they were still doing some stuff in the community so they would have these assignments that they could leave and do but other than that you weren't allowed to leave and it was kind of like this very apparent kind of unspoken thing like it wasn't like he was to your face you cannot leave but it was like you knew you couldn't leave yeah like you were kind of stuck there you had to but it I, like you said it was like it was a, it was a it was like lie undertone it was the everything. most apparent thing ever without there being a literal representation of your being trapped there right 
So everyone who kind of ex- escaped from it would talks about how they were not like technically barred, but they n- thought that they would be shot if they left, right, or macheted. <laughs> Which I don't want to be either of those things, so I totally understand. Just right. being like, we're going to chill here for a second. <laughs> so pretty much the consensus was you couldn't leave. but And this fear was furthered by the fact that Jim Jones was beating people who did things that he disagreed with. And he was also like furthering his leadership in this group by separating spouses and separating children from their parents and like just like separating people so that they wouldn't grow these strong bonds for each other and that they would stay on track and that their only loyalty would be to the group and to him. Mm -hmm. So it was not Great. One woman, though, (laughs) named Terry, she escaped. And I think her escape story is really cool. So I want to tell hers only. Mm -hmm. There are tons of other, not tons. (laughs) There There are a few. There's some other ones that are really cool, too. But I just thought hers was really cool. So let's talk about it. So Terry escaped just three weeks before the massacre. She knew that she couldn't leave, so she knew she had to kind of be creative about it. So Mark Lane, Jim Jones' lawyer, was visiting the camp to deal with one of the many lawsuits filed against them. And when he was about to go back to the United States to deal with it, Terry was like, I should go with him and be his secretary because we can't trust anyone outside of our group to do anything. We like we need an insider and I'll volunteer myself for that. Like made mm-hmm. it this really selfless Noble thing. Cause, yeah. yeah. And Jim Jones was like great idea. Go with him. So once she gets back to California, she pretends to go to the dentist and gets on a plane to New York City, gets to New York City and changes her name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's amazing. And no one could find her until the FBI looked for her. Oh, my God. What a woman. I know. Terry's freaking awesome. I love it. Oh, that's really clever, especially since she hid it underneath this, I'm going to, I'm doing this for us sort of thing. That right. is so good. I love it. I know. It's awesome. Way to manipulate. Oh, my God, Terry. I Get love it, Terry. you. Throw, throw his tricks back in his face. Yes. You, you go. <laughs> amazing. Love it. So about a year goes by that they're at their Jonestown exists mm-hmm. and Jim Jones starts getting publicly accused of human rights violations. Like whether it was from people who luckily got out or just people's family members and friends back home who were like, um, this isn't great. Who would have been able to take action in that? Would it would it be Guyana or would it be the United States? So the action that occurs is from a California congressman named Leo Riley, who was like, I need to go check this out. That way I can figure out the next action step that you were just inquiring about. And they weren't citizens of Guyana. So I think that the United States would have had some sort of say in that, especially Mm -hmm. if they're like, if they could prove that Jim Jones had committed a crime here, maybe they could like extradite him back and, you know, get the whole thing and, taken care of. Yeah, alleviate all of these people from this basic prison camp they're yeah. living in. Yeah. So I don't really know how that would have worked, but it didn't even get to that point. <laughs> so <laughs> Ryan decides 
to go to Jonestown, the congressman. And so he brings a group of journalists and a couple concerned relatives of the Jonestown members, and they arrive to Jonestown on November 15, 1978. On November 16th, while Ryan and the others are at Jonestown, a member slips them a note that reads, help us get out of Jonestown. So he's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and then other Jonestown members were like relatively civil. They all were kind of like an outsiders here and they don't understand what we're doing and they're questioning us. So everyone was kind of mad, but yeah. they were relatively civil. Until one member tries to stab Ryan. That's not a civil thing to do. Yeah. And they were like, okay, peace out. We got to go. <laughs> like, I didn't enjoy that. I'm no. going to leave. Thank you. I can tell when I'm not welcome. Yeah. When people try to stab me, that's when, you, <laughs> that's when I know. <laughs> so the visit only lasts like three days. And they were like, goodbye. <laughs> so Ryan attempts to rescue 16 members of Jonestown and himself and the journalists and everyone else. They were, like, leaving. And Jim Jones sends a group of members, the machete gun-armed members, to escort them to the plane. And before they went escorted them, yeah. Jones, um, Jim Jones was like, hey, assassinate that congressman. <laughs> I can see him just whispering. I was making a whispering like, motion. Assassinate. Hey, kill that guy. You'd say, hey, I want you to shoot that guy over there. <laughs> Could you do that? Hey, before you go do that escort job, come here. Come, come here, here real quick. I, I, like, I, have I have a this, secret to tell you. I have this great idea that we should totally do. Let's murder them all. Murder. In the name of equality, which is not what we're doing here. It's like the exact opposite of equality, but okay. Yeah. So, so as they board the plane, they're gunned down. Mm -hmm. Five people are killed, including Representative Ryan and some of the journalists. And I think, isn't there like footage of this? There is, because the some of the journalists were photojournalists and yeah. they got... A lot of some stuff. Yeah. You can look. This case is so crazy. That's why I made that disclaimer at the beginning about like, tell me what I'm missing. Because I not that I don't know I'm missing stuff. I know that I'm I'm only telling you like 20 percent of the story. <laughs> so please, please tell me like what's your favorite thing about this story that I left out? Let's engage in some conversation yeah. on Instagram. Let's I would, do I it. would love that. So one of the survivors, Jackie Spear, lived through five gunshots, and Goodness. she is now a congresswoman in California's 14th district. Hell yeah, she is. Another survivor, Tim Reiterman of the San Francisco Examiner, survived two bullets, and he went on to write the book about Jonestown that's kind of like the end-all, be-all book of Jonestown. Mm -hmm. It's called Raven, the Untold Story of the Reverend Jim Jones and His People. And that's like, everyone is like, that's the book to read. It ha it's like Helter Skelter yeah. of Manson. So if you want to know a lot about this case, I would read that book. I haven't done that myself, but other people say it's But good. we'll encourage. <laughs> <laughs> so back at Jonestown, Jim Jones calls for an emergency meeting. He said that it was time for the final white night, which, again, is that whole practice thing that no one really knows if you're practicing or dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he said that essentially, like, they killed Ryan. 
and that the communes the communes fate was sealed like they're not going to survive the backlash of the fact that they murdered a congressman like their cause isn't going to survive so we shouldn't survive yeah so he gathers all his followers and orders them to drink cyanide-laced punch. Again, this is where we get the famous phrase, don't, don't drink, drink the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. But it actually wasn't Kool-Aid. It was just so like, like a punch. <laughs> I always thought it looked like Gatorade. It does. It's a, apparently like a brand called Flavor Aid. So I think it was like an off-brand Kool-Aid. Neat. Or maybe it was like the South American brand of Kool-Aid. This is non-essential, but it's that's not, kind of interesting. But, I mean, it wasn't Kool-Aid if you're one, if you're wondering. So if you want to kind of hear this, I don't know if you would want to hear that, (laughs) but there are audio tapes that the FBI recovered of the last sermon, the emergency meeting kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you can hear all this go down. So a couple quotes I pulled. (laughs) This is Jim Jones. Death is a million times preferable to 10 more days of this life. Only 10? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> okay. Another what quote. A weirdo. Okay. We're not letting them take our lives. We're laying down our lives. For what? I, okay. All right. A final quote. We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. I mean, he's not wrong that the world was <laughs> awful. <laughs> no, he's not wrong about that. That's for sure. But... I think we can all agree that he started out really awesome, was so productive, well-intentioned, and Mm -hmm. then maybe turned into this really awful thing because power will do that to you. And I think that even just being really passionate about a cause can do that to you to an extent, but it just... It's just really sad because I think he actually could have been a very cool activist and could have got a lot done if he hadn't, you know, turned into an awful human. (laughs) (laughs) You know, kind of like assisted with murdering a whole bunch of people. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think his radicalism in the terms of social justice is really awesome to see. And it's such a bummer that it got wasted. You know, maybe this will be a good way for other people to see that power is not everything and you need to have a level head when you're uh, you know sort of leading large groups of people because it's important and you can make a lot of change if you do it properly yeah I like that and you know I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Jones had some severe mental health issues that were maybe unaddressed or maybe they weren't severe but the whole power dynamic kind of thing Mm -hmm. that he had going really brought them to the forefront of his personality. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I agree with that. Like paranoia really comes to mind (laughs) when I think of Jim Jones. Yes, exactly. Like he's, I don't even know. He's like, he's just got like, he just throw in the paranoia. Yeah, a little dash of paranoia. A little sprinkling on the top. On on the top of his Kool-Aid. Yeah. So you got the cyanide. Yeah. And then you've got the the Kool-Aid off Mix it in. And then you mix that. Stir it. It makes a little little nice drink. And then you sprinkle in the paranoia. And that's just. That's that's just the topper. Yeah. That was his signature drink. Can I get a Jim Jones? (laughs) I'll take one Jim Jones, please. Oh, you don't know what that is? Don't worry. I brought my own cyanide. (laughs) Awesome. That's funny. So ultimately, the result of Jonestown and the result of all of this stuff that we've been talking about 
was the death of 909 people. More than 300 of them were children, and they were poisoned by their own moms and dads and caregivers. Goodness. Jim Jones died of an apparent gunshot wound, so he didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. <laughs> and he called it a revolutionary suicide, but let's be real, he murdered 909 people. Absolutely. Before 9-11, this was the largest single incident of intentional civilian death in American history. Goodness. Yeah. That's just that's just stressful. I know. <laughs> that's all I could say. And a lot of people that did drink the Kool-Aid, like they didn't have a choice. And no. there's a lot of speculation as to like, did everyone know it was like the last white night or did they think it was another practice? Right. And like some people say everyone would have known because of what happened that day. But like, what if, I mean, like the children didn't know if that's for sure. No. And it's just really awful because what else would you have done? Like Jim Jones was like waiting to make sure everyone did it and then he killed himself. And then like what are you going to do? Fake drink it and then play dead? Yeah, I you, don't like you can't do that. You're being watched and it was like that or you know, probably get shot. Mm-hmm. And like if you just ran into the forest, you 1000% would have been shot or macheted. Yeah. There's it, there's not really a way out of that situation. It's pretty there dangerous. Isn't. So it's like they did have to drink the Kool-Aid. So like, yeah. That term is actually kind of insensitive. I agree. So that's Jonestown. Again, let me know your thoughts. I definitely just read some stuff and made my own opinions. <laughs> so I'm positive. There's something wrong in here. Mm-hmm. Or there's just more that we can elaborate on. Or that, yeah. Yeah, but this was awesome. I really like the cult stuff. Yes, I love a cult. Ah, so do I now at this point. Love a good cult. <laughs> love a cult. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.